0: Come on monica we
1: got a new kitten we
0: did get a new this kitten. Is onyx onyx
1: say hi onyx
0: say hi to the world and he
1: wasn't sure about your singing but he likes to sit up there most
0: of the time <laughs> i'm trying to remind onyx that onyx is not a bird there you go yep so we have our onyx
1: we do mm-hmm. we just got back from north carolina not too long ago
0: yep we got back from north Kakilaki, pagan pass inc yep
1: and Onyx was saved for us by the mama cat cause the animal control came and took all the litter and Onyx's mom hid him out for us. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. What else is happening? Oh, we got
0: four more days to vote for your favorite pagan artist from the IPMA music awards. Um, four more days, you can uh, vote for your favorite Pagan artist by going to Ipaganma.org. Um, and you can vote for your favorite male artist, female artist, and uh, favorite band. So there's only four more days, because that big uh, ceremony for the IPMAs is going to be at Starwood this year in Ohio. Um, so yeah, that's the news. So if you haven't voted, go vote.
1: What else is happening? We're we're in a mess right now because we are going to be leaving again soon. We're heading to Pennsylvania.
0: Yep. We're headed to Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. So um we're might do some festivals up in that area. So we'll let you know once we get that finalized. Yep. And while we're in North Carolina, we met a lot of cool people. We
2: did meet cool festival. people. Yeah. We
0: did meet we met uh Chuck Onyx from the International Pagan Radio.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh one of the founders over there and uh, he was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And we met fellow podcasters.
0: We did meet fellow podcasters.
1: The Witch Source Society is the name of their show, so we thought they were so cool we invited them to come join us. So we cool. have Whitney Williams and Courtney Guzman. Here they are. Hello. Hi. Which source? Is it? <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
0: and we can't no. We
1: can't hear them. The second. <laughs>
0: uh, if we can't.
3: Can you hear us now? Oh, you guys are muted. Oh, now we can't hear you.
2: <laughs> so
0: I think we're back.
3: Oh, Oh, now we can hear you. Now we can hear.
0: Yep, we got the gremlins. The gremlins are always upon us.
3: Well, Mercury is in (laughs) retrograde. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, Mercury in retrograde, I mean, what exactly does that mean?
3: Oh, boy. So, Mercury uh, rules everything, communication, technology, scheduling, traveling, and all of those fun things. So, when it goes retrograde, uh, typically three to four times a year. This is our second time in retrograde um, through, I think, early June. So everything gets a little haywire. Technology, phones, computers, communication, you know, travel plans. Double check all of your travel plans, especially since you guys will be traveling soon. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: And isn't today Wednesday like the day of Mercury?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, but, let's see. I went retrograde yesterday officially. And then there's like a two-week pre-shadow and then a two-week post-shadow. So things are still a little crazy, but they start to get a little bit better. So never quite a fun time.
0: <laughs> so which source? Um, you and your sister are the witch source. Uh, is that a podcast? What's that all
4: about?
3: You want to take that okay.
4: way? <laughs> <laughs> Uh So we, uh, we're kind of, of everything, we have an online shop, um, we also have the podcast, um, which is the witch source, uh, which can be found on all your pad, podcast, you know, sources, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but then on, on top of that, we also have, uh, our Facebook group, Mm -hmm. um, which is the witch source society, and that's where, we love for new people to come on you know meet them ask questions you know give help um really you know we're just there for the community and whether you're new starting out in your path or whether you're a seasoned witch that can lend information uh about your path uh, you know it, it's kind of all-encompassing and we're, we're just there to you know boost and support, uh, you know, others out there that are following along, whether it's, you know, witch or whatever type of uh, path you follow.
0: So the, the witch source is uh, a hub for people wanting to network within the pagan community?
4: Really, yeah. And uh, to get questions, you know, we would love to be kind of a one-stop uh, shop, you know, for you know, all of your needs, uh, like I said, whether it's questions, information, uh, products, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people use different, uh, products, whether it be candles, uh, herbs and, uh, kind of altar supplies, uh, in, in the course of their practice.
1: Now, do you sell the products?
4: We do. (laughs) We do, and uh, uh, I know Whitney's outside, so this is probably why she's muted. It must be loud where she's at. Um, We do, and we do make a lot of the products ourselves. Um, We have spell kits, uh, spell jar kits uh, that we assemble ourselves and that we make. Um, We also sell soaps uh, that's homemade in in my house, Uh, so, you know, pretty much, uh, we're and we're still expanding on, you know, what we want to do.
1: Nice. When did you start doing the <laughs> podcast?
3: Okay, so now for the fun questions. Hi. Sorry. My little girl was outside, and uh, <laughs> she was not wanting to go back inside, so she was having a little bit of a fit, <laughs> so I was trying to mute for that. So uh, we started the podcast, I guess it was, um, it was over a year ago. And so, the whole idea and concept behind the Witch Source was to be a place that, you know, the new people could come to um, or seasoned witches could come to. And I wanted people to be able to remember that the magic is within them, that they are the source of magic, that it resides within everybody. And so, when I started the podcast, um, it was really just all about information and getting information out there. Whether, you know, you're in review, you know, and just getting a review of some of the basics if you are new starting out, Um, but wanted to be a place that people could go to, listen, get information, because I had searched for podcasts for what like I was wanting to do and the information I was wanting to know. And I couldn't find a good one out there. So uh, I was like, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's be that source because I can't find what I'm looking for. Yes. Do you have a big following? It seems to be growing. I mean, to only have been really active for about a year. And we also are on YouTube. um, And I do, uh, you know, live readings on there every Monday. Um, And so that's grown quite a following too. And then, you know, we try to let everybody know more information, go to the podcast, join the group, um, so that we can really help support each other. Um, So I mean, the following is growing, I think we've done pretty well. Um, We get emails and uh, all the time actually. And, um, they're coming in more and more about people that, you know, just appreciate the information and just love what we're doing. And, um, uh, they ask questions, which I love, um, cause then we get to answer them. <laughs>
4: right. We love I questions.
0: Qu- I got a question about your readings. When you do your, uh, readings, do you ever come across cards that, uh, aren't necessarily positive where it seems like the message is negative and do you tell them the truth or do you sugarcoat it?
3: Okay. That's actually a really good question. So with um, my particular cards that I use, um, they've always been very spiritually driven. And what I have found is they've always been solution oriented. Mm-hmm. So even if they... You know, it comes up that there's something negative around the corner. Um, The guidance is always there on like how to navigate it. Um, You know, what to expect, where to find help, the solutions to it. So, and I think that's why I was always drawn towards these particular cards, especially because they're um, oracle cards um, and not the traditional tarot, because those never really called to me. I think I liked them because they they do have some doom and gloom in there, and, and I have seen quite a few, um, you know, sad and negative things come up, anything from, you know, miscarriages and um, just depression, um, you know, people contemplating suicide, all kinds of things have really come up, um, but I like these particular cards because they do offer you that hope, they do offer you the solution and outlet. Um, As well as then, you know, of course we offer you know, come join the community, you're not alone, you can come into the group and talk about what's going on and get support from us and from other people who have maybe experienced what you've gone through. Um, So, I mean, so to answer your question, yes, things come up. Uh, I try not to sugarcoat. But I like that the solutions are always there.
4: Yeah, because right. whenever you whenever you do run into a problem, you know the next question is always, "Well, what do I do about it?" Right. So having that solution there, you, you know, you don't have to ask. This is what you know. You do this, and you know it should help.
0: So, what is y'all's spiritual tradition? I mean, uh, I. I saying i read your bio and it said that you're not typically wiccan but you guys are witches so what is your what is your um crafts tradition
4: (laughs) so this one's fun (laughs) we're very different um so it's funny we we each even though we're sisters we started down our paths in different ways and um so i'm more of a traditionalist i think we both started kind of towards the with the wiccan you know scott cunningham and along those lines um whereas i found myself not really feeling any of that so i've always kind of envisioned myself as the little old scottish granny out in the woods that um you know i don't really have any magical tools except for what i have on hand i you know, incorporate magic all around me in what I do and, you know, really only craft when needed. Um, so I guess you would say traditionalist um, without any real box for me to fit in.
3: Yeah, so um, I definitely would say for me, it was the same, started with, um, you know, Wicca and there was a lot in there that I just didn't jive with. Um, <laughs> it just, not all of it made sense. And what I felt like was really missing, um, for me, the most was the, the spiritual aspect. I, I couldn't find anything that really tapped me fully into the, the spiritual piece, which is the important piece for me. Um, because I feel like if you, I personally feel like, you know, if you want to have really successful magic, it has to have a, um, spiritual basis from which that you're practicing and launching from. You have to have some kind of belief system. So for me, it was just the path of discovering for myself, um, what do I believe? And then building um, magic on top of it. But it's always kind of been there. And actually, there's several people in our family um, that kind of all found their their way to some sort of a magical path, even though we never talked about it. It was never discussed. It wasn't we weren't brought up with it. We weren't raised with it. Um, yeah, we
4: were all raised going to church and, (laughs) and then, you know, several years later, we're all adults and, you know, it's, oh, will you practice? Oh, well, you you know,
3: it was kind of the aha moment of, oh, wait, we all do the same thing. Now that's cool. You know, um, but we all came to a kind of on our on our own. Um, the cool thing for me though, I was, uh, outside one morning and I was reading my cards, the same ones that I use many, many years ago. And I had been asking that question of, of how, what is this universe? How does all this stuff work? You know, w- what is this with a, a spirit and a God and a goddess and a, and a, a, you know, a Lord and a lady and what is all this? And I'd been, you know, searching and, um, I had my cards outside with me and i just felt led um to pick them up so i did and they told me to you know start laying them a certain way and so i did and once everything was laid out it was um almost the entire deck that's when i heard you know through the um clear audience um you know that this is this is how it works and so that was the basis for what i believe and Uh, I find that it works and it falls in line with everything. Um, Now, aside from that, when we do research for the podcast, what we try to do is really dig into the history. So even Mm -hmm. if we don't know or maybe we have an idea, we try to really dig deep into the roots of, okay, where did this concept come from? Where did this, um, like, where did the idea of, of brooms being associated with witches come from, right? Like, so we dug deep, like, where did that start? Where did that come from? Um, so we don't just like keep it baseline. We really try to, to find out the history so that then people can take that and decide for themselves what they want to believe and what they want to practice. Um, I go for the books, she goes for the internet, and then we drive the two together. (laughs) Right. And you have
1: a huge collection then. Uh, I have quite
3: a few books. Yeah, I've been collecting for a while, and uh, when I feel like some have, you know, I've I've ran their course, I'll trade them out and get some new ones, and you know. But yeah, I'm always I'm always going to the books, and they're always the really big ones. <laughs> this is
4: true.
0: So a lot of Wiccan books came out probably. I think uh, what was it the 1950s, and then your 70s had like a surge in books in the eighties and nineties. And it seems like the books nowadays are just renditions of what already been already put out there. Do you feel the same way?
3: Uh, Yeah, I do. I I think people have started to put their spin on it. And I think um, a lot of authors have gone a step further to um, sharing some of the mysteries and some of the the secrets per se that traditionally were not published and you know, would not be okay to publish. Uh, I think a lot of that, a lot more of that, has been coming forward. And then, as you start to see new uh, branches um, come about, I think we're seeing their ideas and and their traditions and their practices um, taking a new a new spin on on all of it, really. Um, and I think it's interesting to to see what the the new ideas are and the new thoughts and, and do they work with the traditional?
4: And at, that's something I, I've come to find is that you know, a lot of it is kind of regurgitated. And um, so I, I don't tend to buy as many books. You know, I, I've read it. Um, it's difficult to find books in, uh, you know, my path and and kind of the way I'm going with with myself. So um, I I find it easier to look up, uh, like from historians and research papers and uh, I'm in school at the moment. So pulling on, you know, that style of research of doing, you know, the research papers, you know, digging in and looking at the authors and finding out where does this information come from? And, you know, using that now to build where I go. Right. It's not We're just not hitting using the Wikipedia,
3: you know, it's, it's not just hitting the Wikipedia. It's like trying to find legit sources <laughs> and right. legit sites and, and not just, you know, what anybody, you know, has just put their opinion out there of um, we, we want to see where does this tie to the history, you know, where is this cited, where, where are there, you know, even, and we can even find some attachments, uh, you know, like to um, museums and stuff. I know when I was uh, doing different researches for uh, the goddess, you know, there's all kinds of old uh, artifacts dating way, way, way back um, that are still in museums and, and such as that. And, you know, all these really smart scho- scholarly people that have written, you know, on this. And, and that's what we try to look for.
0: Right. So the Witch Source Society, they have, you guys have a a Facebook group, Um, you're also a vendor, you show up to festivals, Mm -hmm. Um, you have like um, uh, a group where seekers can come to you, ask questions about their craft. Um, If a seeker comes into your Facebook group and says, you know, I really want to be trained uh, in the craft, um, what would you tell them?
3: Um... Honestly, I would tell them to start um, with the podcast, um, because I think there's a lot of of good starting points and information there. And then I would tell them from that, let us know your questions, you know, and let us know where that takes you, Um, because I really think it's a spiritual path as well. And so a lot of it is self-discovery. Of course, there's information you can be led along the way, and you can find mentors, um, which we we hope to be, um, you know, good for that too. But it really is—it's a self-discovery, um, but you don't have to go it alone. You know, there are right. markers, there are points uh,
4: along the way, and and that's something that we've always tried to make sure that we say in our posts um, that you can listen to what we say. But if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't mean anything to you, you don't have to take that on because it it is, yeah, throw it out and, you know, it is your path and and that's, I think, you know, when we're researching and we're reading books, I think a lot of times that's what we tend to do. You know, we take the things that make sense, the things that resonate in our hearts and in our minds, and then, you know, we discard the rest. Right now, when we are
3: sharing it on the podcast, though, we do try to be unbiased. So you'll even hear us share things on the podcast that we're like, "Yeah, we don't quite agree with it, but it's what we found." <laughs> right. In the, the sec-
0: to- in the comment section, in the comment section, longtime listener of the Lone Wolf Show, Jessica Crane asks, "Do you find a lot of misinformation on the internet?"
3: yeah i i, I
4: have
3: <laughs> yeah I, I would have to say yeah i mean other than it being you know regurgitated i think well one of the biggest things we found in doing our research is it, a lot of it anymore gets so mixed up with um video games true <laughs> that's true. been a huge thing where these magical video games have become such a big thing and you know they have their own spells and these paths and these things you have to do you know, when we're doing our research, we keep running across this and we're like, what is this crap? This has nothing to do with actual magic. And it doesn't matter if you're putting the K on the end or not. Like, it's still coming up. Um, so that's been interesting.
0: It's funny. You said the K on the end of magic. Elisa um, Crawley put the K on the end of that to separate your stage magicians uh, from ceremonial magicians. Um that's that's interesting too. Also in the chat room, we have uh Mr. William Brigley from International Pagan Radio, who says, I think it's important that those who are doing research on the past also know how to distinguish fact from fiction or misinformation as well.
4: This is this is so true. Um, you know, when doing research on the internet, um like I said, I do hit the scholarly sources. Um, but then again, you find the obscure posts, you know, blogs. And so, you know, I, I don't dismiss those right offhand. You know, I'll go in and I'll read. And you when you do that across so many different web pages, you kind of get a consensus of where ideas are going. And maybe, you know, going to the history of it, you can find the origin of the thoughts and where people, you know, are getting their informations for their blogs. Um, and and it's really interesting because running across a few, you find that it's just straight up plagiarized from different sources. Um, yeah. we, we definitely ran across that for Beltane. Um, a lot of
3: stuff's just copy and paste across many different uh, websites. It, it's literally word for word um, on all these different blogs and websites. and. That's kind of discouraging because while it's common information, like, like g- give your own thoughts, you know what I mean? Like come up with what does it mean to you and how has it been relevant to you? Or,
4: you and know, do go be- the
3: extra mile? <laughs> to right. Find and I think being, different.
4: I think being in school has kind of led, you know, that when we started doing the research, I wanted it to be, you know, I have to cite my sources, I have to research, I have to look at, you know, the author's bias, where are they getting the information from? And I really wanted it to be like that with our information so that we're giving the most accurate, uh, weeding through, uh, looking for biases when it comes to the information and, you know, just doing the best work that we can.
3: Exactly. And that's like we said, like, even with some like the lures or the legends or like some mm-hmm. of the stuff that we even don't necessarily agree with, we still put it out there as, hey, we found this. Um, you know, we don't particularly agree with it, but here it is. We're going to leave that right there and let you decide for yourself what you want to do with it. Um, take it or leave it. Um, you know, and a lot of um, the, well, a majority of the books and resources that I use as for as history are the older books. Um and I do have some of the newer ones uh, as well, but a lot of them all are the older and they are very much um, Wiccan based. Um, and I think that, you know, Wicca really did pave the way for the publications and for people of, you know, a magical path. Right. To be more accepted and probably get a little bit better understanding. So we greatly appreciate that. Even if we aren't Wiccan ourselves, we, we definitely appreciate the work that they did and, and, Um, you know, the path that was paved through that. Um, On an interesting note, one thing that we found recently, a lot of the terminology um, that has come about um, from when we've been doing our research didn't actually exist until the Inquisition time. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was very fascinating that it was during those, those burning times and during the Inquisition when they were trying to come up with words to put to things that they didn't understand. And of course, a lot of it, you know, those people weren't witches. And so the, a lot of this stuff was very much uh, fantastical and made up, but a lot of these these terms still survive today and are used in the magical community. And I thought that was right. very, very interesting um, to, to find. Um, and it's what's noted- your favorite,
1: What, sorry, what's your favorite go-to book? Um,
3: Anything by Ellen Dugan. We
4: love
3: her. I, I do love Ellen Dugan. She is, she's got a great way of writing. She's very um, personable. She's funny, but she's got a lot of good information. Um, I also like um, uh, Raven Silverwolf. Uh, she's, she's one that I feel like has been around a long time um, and has uh, some good information. Your uh, mossy. Grammasi is is one of my absolute favorites. I, I love yeah. uh, Raven Gramasi as well. Yeah, yeah. I
0: ha- I haven't heard of Ellen. I have heard of Grimassi, Um mm-hmm. and I've heard of Silver Ravenwolf. Um, who's Ellen? Ellen du- Dugan?
3: <laughs> oh, she's great. She's been around uh, for a while, actually. Yeah. Um,
4: and she writes regular novels as well.
3: Yeah, she's got she's got a whole bunch of books. Um, you know you really should check her out she's got all different kinds of books for whatever you're interested in she she is wiccan
4: um gardening but, um the, yes. what is it the witches' uh hearth or home uh i mean she, cottage she just covers, witchery,
3: uh, yeah cottage protection, witchery. It. magic prosperity magic she's got all kinds of books she's great she really is so what
0: what is what is um ellen's uh, tradition of wicca and have you tried contacting her
3: no, I have not tried contacting her. Um, have not? not? asked. I, I don't know. I guess I've just always been a fan and really appreciated her work, but I've never actually thought to, to contact her. But I know she, uh, several years ago, used to do a lot of podcast interviews um, and some that she would regularly uh, interview on. But I don't know. We haven't actually thought to reach out and ask her.
0: Might One be worth that- it. One thing that I've noticed within our pagan community is a lot of these authors and, and the likes, they love it when you reach out to them. Um, and with, you know, especially you guys having a podcast, The Witch Source, if you guys reached out to her, hey, I'm a big fan. Would you mind coming on our show? I mean, not only that, is that going to continue the seeking, but it's also going to give promo to her and you at the same time and maybe even uh, learn together, um, just putting it out there. Yeah, thanks. I love that. So that's really cool. Um, Yeah. So where do you see the future of the witch source? Podcasting, vending, uh, outreach. Um, It seems like you give, uh, it seems like you touch upon a lot of the history of the craft, which is very important, uh, mind you. Um, What do you see that we, where are you guys going to be in the future? Five years, 10 years?
4: Brick and mortar store.
0: Brick and mortar. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: That's, that's I've always wanted to own a shop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the goal
3: and i really want a place to be able to do meetings um classes mentoring gatherings um you know our own events um you know and i do uh, um some energy work as well and i would love to have a, a base uh you know to be able to do that from so people can come in and you know, work on that, and but also teach and do a lot of workshops and um, really help
1: people and bring people together, build that community. Absolutely
0: absolutely (laughs) brilliant.
1: Now, do you have a certain time you do your podcast time and days or is it just random? Uh,
3: We try to get uh, something posted every Wednesday. Uh, We don't do the podcast live like you guys do, which is kind of awesome. We like that. Um, But we record and then post, (laughs) So, but I do the readings on Mondays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on our Facebook page and on the YouTube channel Um, if anybody wants a a reading. That's always fun. And then we do a lot in the group. A lot of stuff is in the group.
1: And the group is um, the Witch Source Society private Facebook group. Yes. Yeah,
4: because a lot of people aren't out of the broom closet. So we did keep it a closed uh, a closed group to provide the privacy for people. Um, I know, you know, we've kind of just recently came out of the broom closet. So because, you know, and that was due to a lot of, of family members and, you know, just situations that we were in, work, work situations, you know. Right. Oh, it's actually one house. of our
3: next podcast subjects.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're totally understanding of people that, you know, that take their time or just aren't comfortable.
0: It's really a shame that that it's that it's that still happens that you know, people will say, "Oh, you you you're into this." So because of that, we're going to like, you know, Well, and I've you...
3: even had emails from people who it's been like um I've really appreciated your podcast. It's helped me so very much. You know, my husband doesn't know, or my wife doesn't know, or they don't approve, and it's hard for me to find resources, so I really appreciate your podcast. Um, I actually get quite a few um, emails like that, Um, and I'm glad that we are able to be there for them when they are on this, you know, beginning seeking and searching, Um, and they're not able to feel like they can... You know come out with some kind of disapproval i mean even in our you know marriage so so andrew yeah, over
0: there yeah. on youtube uh, wants to know what the channel name is for your podcasts uh, on youtube
3: oh on youtube the witch source
0: the witch mm-hmm. source and you guys are located uh in uh, southern delta north carolina
3: Winston, yeah your we're can- in winston-salem
0: cool very mm-hmm. cool so in the, in the future, um, you want to have a brick and mortar, a sh- an actual shop to go to. Um, so that's Monica and I want to do that, too. That's, that's We
1: were talking about that. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So we def- love
3: to travel and check out other stores. So if you guys ever get it up, we'll have to come see you.
0: Yeah like-minded like attracts like that's why we have a cross-pollination of the lone wolf show with the witch source society today and we're going to be on your your podcast later on is that right
3: yeah we want to have you guys on and interview you and let uh, our people get to know you and again have that uh joining and expanding of community
0: so in The, in the Witch So Us on your platform, the pod, uh, your podcast, do you also interview people in the pagan community? Is that something that you've done before or something that you're going to start doing?
3: Um, actually, that's a, a new concept for us. A lot of it has been mainly information-based um, and I like the idea. Um, I still want to be able to provide a lot of information, but I think it would be fun to, you know, throw those interviews in maybe once a month or something like that and build on it so that we can expand the community and get lots more information out um, for people to check out other sources
0: i definitely right. i definitely would recommend that and the reason why i do recommend that is for uh, personally for us our, on our podcast uh, when we network with different pagan authors um, and elders within the community what happens is if somebody comes up to us and says we want to learn about this and they expect us to like know these things we don't but we know somebody who does um in right. that, net, that networking right. kind of uh helps out everyone um for things as simple as uh re- recently with uh, something that happened on with uh church, church of all worlds where uh, a gentleman by the name of Oberon Zell, um, uh, makes these molds of um, Gaia and Monica here bought like a fake relic from like China. And then we realized that, yeah, years ago. And then, (laughs) but we just learned this from networking and what ultimately happened was, is, you know, that's coming out of the pagan community is losing because of that. And we wouldn't have, uh, you know, learned these things by networking because I mean, ultimately we want to support pagan community. Um, This is the original here. And yeah, it's so much the, better. Yeah, it's so much better, yeah. Oh, wow. So just, just like, that's beautiful. like
1: that.
3: that is beautiful. I love that.
0: And also by networking, we've um, come across various different uh, schools that, you know, seekers can actually go to and be um, traditionally trained um, in, in different aspects. And that's why I'd ask, you know, what tradition uh, y'all followed. Um, So in some respects, it seems that uh, we're all just a bunch of seekers talking about the craft. So I think that from a historical point of view, I think that's very, very important. Um, And I think that's uh, initially what uh, true seekers do. So I commend you for being true seekers.
1: Speaking (laughs) of seekers, how did you find your path? How did you figure out what it is?
4: (laughs) Well, that's a great question. I mean, I remember being young, um, you know, I think I was in fifth grade walking to the mall and going in and finding a book on witchcraft and finding, you know, the witch's letters, you know, witch's alphabet. And, you know, here I am in sixth grade um, and and just kind of growing and continuing to read. Um, uh, As you said, I've always kind of been a seeker. I love knowledge, Uh, you know, There's always more to know. There's always more to learn. And so as long as you're learning and growing, you're evolving and becoming a better person, becoming, you know, more. And um, so it just kind of evolved from that to, you know, I think where we are today.
3: So for me, uh, I was actually the second grade. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yes, I found our mom's um, hidden chest of magical items, and I was completely fascinated. And um, she, again, she, we weren't brought up in this. She did not talk about it. Um, it was mm-hmm. all very hidden. And uh, I was home from school one day, and I found it, and I was like, oh, this stuff is amazing. And so uh, I found one of her books that was hidden, and I kind of stole it. and started reading and was fascinated um, and just never stopped reading from there. (laughs) What was the book? Uh, It was uh, DJ Conway, uh, Celtic Magic. (laughs) I know because I never lived down taking that book from my mom. She still brings it up today.
0: So, what is y'all definition of magic? Is magic something that you guys do, or is it something that you are?
4: Definitely something that you are,
3: in my opinion.
4: I, I think do. it's a little of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the magic is within, but then you can take that within and put it and push it outward, and make changes in your life and you know the things around you. Ooh, she dropped out.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she'll log back on. Um, uh, William Brigley in the comment section said, The Epic of Gilgamesh, Astronomical Diaries of Ancient Babylonia, Egyptian Text,
2: Mm. uh,
0: Hagia Sophia, I really don't know how to pronounce some of this stuff, Go Gobekli Tepe, lots of ancient discoveries to explore. Yeah. 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 So totally. Right. Historically. Yeah.
4: So one of the things that um, I I was actually researching uh, just a few weeks ago was that um, it was questioning whether or not the Bible was plagiarized by, you know, Sumerian. Uh, They they found the cuneiform tablets with the biblical story that predated the Bible. So, you know, it's, you know. Religion, all religion, uh, history it's fascinating. Uh, I really think in a previous life, you know, I was probably an archeologist because this is just, you know, there, it, it really makes you wonder because everyone has an origin story and everyone has some type of belief system, but it, you know, it almost makes you wonder at the same time, can it not all be intertwined and connected with just different names? Mm
0: -hmm. so the witch source society um we understand that it's a podcast it's also um a vending that you do for pagan community also a group page Mm -hmm. we met you at pagan pass in north carolina so you're definitely out there at the festivals i mean that's that's all really good um as far as roles go within that infrastructure with you and your sister what would you say both of you guys do for you know independently or what's y'all's kind of roles with that
4: so, recent uh, well, since the inception, she's really been the face of the business. Um, she does the live readings, so she's been out there more. Um, but mainly, you know, she's had a lot more time where you know I, I have children, so I'm in scouts, I'm in you know, school, I work full time, so she really has been, you know, the face of the business. But we coordinate on everything. Um, you know everything that we make you know we're together making it um except for the soap she always thought that was dangerous
1: <laughs> the lie she's
4: fascinated by it yep she's fascinated by it but the lie i think scares her oh. uh whereas i'm more willing to take the risk and you know it's fun i love doing it um uh, it, it's just it, it's been it's kind of fallen the way it's fallen um but doing the podcast is kind of getting me more out there. I graduate soon. So then I can take on, you know, additional roles and really getting out there and getting into the community.
0: Very cool. Um, is your sister there? You there?
3: Yeah, I'm here.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I, I'd ask <laughs> your sister, why you why was gone for a minute, um, on the different, uh, the, which source, w- we know that the infrastructure has the podcast, we know that it has uh, the vending, the outreach for uh, on your group page to uh, people who want to know about the craft. My question was, what were the different roles that you as sisters play to contribute to your particular society? Oh, okay. Um, good question.
3: I don't know what she already said, obviously, but um, <laughs> so... Let's see, I I started it um, with wanting to do the podcast, and that was like the main thing, and so gathering information for that, definitely, and then I really got pushed um, by a spirit source, the divine um, goddess for me, uh, (laughs) to do the readings and go go live and actually do the readings, so um, that was a really big a uh, part of it I think that really started um getting us out there getting us known um mm-hmm. and just being a a way for people to kind of get to know us I when I first started out it was just my hands my face was never visible um it was just my hands and cards which on Mondays it still is um and we've expanded to doing stuff in the group where I'm seen and uh on Fridays we do a witchy talk and some card pulls and i try to talk about like a crystal and an herb and um do more readings but i chit chat more um and answer questions live and um do some card pulls still but i try to keep them well i try to keep easy and fun it's been turning out i think that people get more information on the friday one card polls because then all the intuitive psychic stuff opens up and i just get like bombarded with information versus doing the little three-card pulls on Monday. Um, so it's not really worked out like I thought it was to be shorter for people. But um, so a lot of, like, the Facebook messages, they answer, the email I answer. Um, I try to, you know, keep stuff posted and active in the group and that kind of stuff. So, oh, I can't hear.
0: It was interesting that our podcast had... uh, Excuse me real quick.
4: Oh, no. There. So uh, Now
0: that we're back, um, early in the podcast, we talked about uh, the Mercury retrograde, how it affects communications and all of these things. And it's funny how that in the middle of our show, here we go, we have these gremlins and there's problems like that. Do you think that like well, we know that as witches, we manifest our own reality, but do you think that mm-hmm. manifestation can happen within a 45 minute time frame? And do you think that because, uh, we uh, commented on this, uh, technical problem because of the retrograde that it has manifested within our podcast? Do you, would you agree with that?
3: So I yeah. don't, <laughs> I, you don't, I, well. I think Mercury Retrograde is a very real thing. I think it, it happens. I think we are very much influenced by the the planets and you know the divine and unseen forces. And I think things just happen. Um, and then, not that I think that we're tested per se, but I think we get an opportunity to practice what we preach or see how we're going to respond. Um, however, I think
4: sister has a different thought on that. And- this is definitely where we we differ in opinions is um, <laughs> I never paid attention to planets or Mercury retrograde or anything. Um, I, I kind of feel like if you're looking at Mercury retrograde waiting for something to happen, it's going to happen because you're looking for it. Um, that's, I guess, where the psychology, you know, stand, you know. I look at it from a psychological point of view. If you're always positive, you're seeing the positive and, you know, the little mess ups, glitches along the way, they don't affect you as much because eh, it's just a blip. You move on and you're looking for the next positive. Whereas, you know, it's mercury retrograde. Now you're, what's going to happen? Oh, well, my husband yelled at me, you know, or we got in an argument. Yep. Of course that was going to happen. You know, don't focus on the negative. But Don't. let's
3: remember, she's a Pisces, so she is very much affected by her planet. She's very much a go with the flow as she sits I there am. and says, yeah, whatever. She She's very much is a Pisces. So I think it still uh, very much goes in there. Plus, there are people uh, who are not affected by Mercury retrograde. You should mm-hmm. look at your chart and see if you're just one of those people. I mean, not me. So- <laughs>
0: So the witches' source, uh, what, what's your what's your message to the pagan community? Um, what would be your message to people who just are now picking up um, the craft?
4: Research. Um, Research. Keep learning. Keep growing. Keep growing. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Find other people in your community and, and build that community. Uh, ask questions if you have them. You know, questions mean growth.
3: But for me, I think the bottom line is to remember that the magic is very much inside of you. You don't have to have the herbs and the candles and the crystals. And, you know, I love all of those things. Don't get me wrong. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You know,
3: and we sell a lot of those things. Um, but you don't have to have anything because you very much are the magic within yourself. And I feel like when you are, connecting with, you know, the divine and the, the world around you and, and all of the unseen forces that are there. You don't need anything to connect with those and to create the change that you're
4: looking for within yourself and within your life.
0: 100% agreed.
4: I've always said that um, I don't think that you have to have anything necessarily because... Your actions are your are your is your intention made real. Then and that's, you know, if I don't have a green candle, if I you know don't have certain products, it's my intention that I'm putting behind it. It's the actions that I'm putting behind it that I think drive. Yep.
0: Yeah. So y'all check them out. The Witch Source Society Facebook group. Plug them in right there. It's been an honor. Thanks for coming on for our cross-pollination, Monica.
1: Yeah, and if you ever want a panel for one of your shows, we are available, so send us a message. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you can also stand by we will chit chat with you backstage again after we um, run this really cool video that we did and don't
0: forget to vote for ipaganma.org for your favorite pagan musician Uh, voting stops in four days so hit it up ipaganma.org I think I'm misunderstood by a lot of people in the pagan community I hope this clears
2: something up for y'all Promise to the faggot living in a dungeon If you can dream, you can live in abundance I hustle out, I hope you hear me out of London Many layers of the craft, like a hunting. Be the best, you would not to be your I did some things I should've done, but I was drunk babe. You're not a god and you don't get your judgment I'm a wolf and my muscle, so I'm a rough man I'm the one who sent me. Apollo is my daddy. Prison wish for many. Yes, you know I'm kind of scrappy. I know it's kind of tacky. I'm chilling with my tabby. My a bad baddie. shamanati not a lil shorty. You should see us ride right around the country real happy. I see you in the back row. Not an actor. I really practice She is not an actress Yes, I am a savage And yeah, I'm pre Promise to the pagan living in a dungeon If you can dream You can live in abundance I hustle out I hope you hear me out in London Many layers of the craft, Like a monkey Be the best You and I redundant I did some things I should have done But I was drunk man. You're not a cow And you don't get your judgment I'm a wolf and my muscles So I'm a rough man. Tattooed chest, circle
0: cast in a cell. By myself, reading books on spells. On spells, high side deals to escape that hell. No hell, but mail from the unicorn man. My priest bought barrel, hundred grand yeah, excelled my plan. Now I'm in this. Better land, holding hands, just making a mess And I'm trying to ascend. ascend, just a better plan Better intent, to get a second
2: chance Come and see my dance, witness my, my trance. In advance, by the chance, by the mo So enhanced is the path, hear me laugh like Pan Hell yeah, hail Odin, who's a soldier? Who's rolling, invoking, evoking, exploding Controlling, just showing, unfolding, proposing Loving life in the closing, damn right I'm lone wolfing what? Promise to the pagan, living in a dungeon. If you can dream, you can live in a abundance. I have so water, I hope you do. Get- She that sees the redemption in streets. No degree, I just see, like I'm growing like a tree. Leave. If you gate key, man, I got a key, never flee, I'll be just me, on the street, pagan, rock, king, VIP, when you ride on my team, E.P.I.C. guarantee, no fees, just heat, trustee, from the belly of the beast, who's on the seat, another pagan, nominee, off the chain, hungry, rope, gotta eat, namaste to the beast. I finally can sleep, because my heart's without bigotry, wicked, OG, I P L A, get your press, release, increase, peace, yeah, I'm casting spells on beats.
0: You know we got to eat around here too. We got our couplets and rhymes and spells and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. Real deal, Holyfield. I promise to the fake
2: and in a dungeon. If you can dream, you can live in a bondage. I hustle out, I hope you hear me out in London. Many layers of the craft. like a hundred. Be the best, you would not have to keep it I did some things I should have done, but I was drunk then not a god and you, you don't get judge judgment I'm a wolf and I'm my mouth on
1: my rock Never be defined by your past
2: It was just
0: a lesson
1: Not a life sentence Now I'm saying
0: don't be judging nobody Because you ain't never walked in their moccasins